Hello again, this is Tori Kensington talking, and this is the Optimistic Almanac for Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. In 1931, Dick Tracy made his debut in the Detroit Mirror and has been in the daily newspapers ever since. Dick Tracy is an American comic strip featuring Dick Tracy, originally plainclothes Tracy, a tough and intelligent police detective created by Chester Gould. It was distributed by the Chicago Tribune New York's News Syndicate. Gould wrote and drew the strip until 1977. Since that time, various artists and writers have continued the strip, which still runs in the newspapers today. Dick Tracy has also been the hero in a number of films, notably one in which Warren Beatty played the crime fighter in 1990. Tracy uses forensic science, advanced gadgetry, and wits in an early example of the police procedural mystery story, although stories often end in gunfights just the same. Stories typically follow a criminal committing a crime and Tracy's relentless pursuit of the said criminal. The strip's most popular villain was Flat Top Jones, a freelance hitman hired by black marketeers to murder Tracy. When Flat Top was killed, fans went into public mourning, and the Flat Top storyline was reprinted in DC's series of oversized comic reprints in the 1970s. The villain's smaller crimes led to bigger, out-of-control situations reflecting film noir. Similarly, innocent witnesses are frequently killed, and Tracy's paramour, Tess Trueheart, was often endangered by the villains. As the story progressed, Tracy adopted an orphan under the name of Dick Tracy Jr., or Junior for short, who appeared in the investigations until becoming a police forensic artist in his father's precinct. He also cultivated a professional partner, ex-steelworker Pat Patton, who gradually became a detective of skill and courage enough to satisfy Tracy's requirements. On January 13, 1946, the two-way wrist radio became one of the strip's most immediately recognizable icons, worn as a wristwatch by Tracy and members of the police force. The two-way wrist radio was upgraded to two-way wrist TV in 1964. This development also led to the introduction of an important supporting character, Diet Smith, an eccentric industrialist who financed the development of this equipment. In late 1948, a botched security detail led to the death of the semi-regularity character Brilliant, the blind inventor of the two-way wrist radio, among other devices, whereupon Chief Brandon, Dick Tracy's superior on the police force and a presence in the strip since 1931, resigned in shame and Pat Patton was promoted to police chief in Brandon's place, previously having been Tracy's buffoonish partner. A new character was introduced named Sam Ketchum to take Patton's place as Tracy's sidekick. Gould introduced topical storylines about television, juvenile delinquency, graft, organized crime, and other developments in American life during the 1950s, and elements of soap opera depicted Dick, Tess, and Junior, along with Tracy's baby daughter Bonnie Braids, at home as a family. Depictions of family life alternated with the story's crime drama, as in the kidnapping of Bonnie Braids by fugitive Truey Lou, or Junior's girlfriend model being accidentally killed by her brother. Gould incurred some controversy when he had Tracy live in an unaccountably ostentatious manner on a police officer's salary, and responded with a story wherein Tracy was accused of corruption and had to explain the origin of his possessions in detail. In his book-length examination of the strip, Dick Tracy, the official biography, J. Maidner suggested that Gould's critics were unsatisfied with his explanation. 
Nevertheless, the controversy eventually faded and the cartoonist reduced exposure to Tracy's home life. Tracy's cases generally incriminated independent operators rather than organized crime, with few exceptions such as Big Boy, a fictionalized version of Al Capone, and the strip's first villain. Tracy opposed a series of big-time mobsters in the 1950s, such as The King, George Mr. Crime Alpha, Odds Zahn, and Willie the Fifth Milliam. As Tess Trueheart faded into the background, Tracy assumed an assistant, the rookie policewoman Liz Worthington. As technology progressed, the methods that Tracy and the police used to track and capture criminals took the form of increasingly fanciful atomic-powered gadgets developed by Diet Smith Industries. This eventually led to the 1960s advent of the Space Coupe, a spacecraft with a magnetic propulsion system. This marked the beginning of the strip's space period, which saw Tracy and friends having adventures on the moon and meeting Moon Maid, the daughter of the leader of the race of humanoid people living in Moon Valley in 1964. After an eventual sharing of technological information, moon technology became standard issue on Tracy's police force, including air cars, flying cylindrical vehicles. The villains became much more exaggerated in power, resulting in an escalating series of stories that no longer resembled the urban crime drama roots of the strip. One of the new characters, Mr. Intro, was only manifested as a disembodied voice. His goal was world domination in the vein of the James Bond villain. Tracy eventually used an atomic laser beam to annihilate Intro and his island base. In the spring of 1969, Tracy was offered the post of Chief of Police in Moon Valley. However, he ended up back on Earth, where the Apollo 11 mission in 1969 showed that the moon was barren of all life. Many of the accoutrements of the space period stories remained for many years afterwards, such as the space coupe and much of the high-tech gadgetry. In the 1970s, Gould modernized Tracy by giving him a longer hairstyle and a mustache and adding a hippie sidekick, Groovy Groove. Shortly before his retirement, Gould drew a strip in which Sam, Liz, and Groovy held Tracy down to shave off his mustache. At this time, the standard publication size and space of newspaper comics was sharply reduced. For example, the Dick Tracy Sunday Strip, which had traditionally been a full-page episode containing 12 panels, was cut and sized to half-page format that offered at most 8 panels. These new restrictions created challenges for all comic artists. Chester Gould retired from comics in 1977. His last Dick Tracy strip appeared in print on Sunday, December 25th of that year. The following Monday, Dick Tracy was taken over by Max Allen Collins and longtime Gould assistant Rick Fletcher. Gould's name remained in the byline for a few years after his retirement as a story consultant. Original villains seen during this period included Angel Top, the revenge-seeking psychopathic daughter of the slain Flat Top. Torture, whose scheme was arson for profit, and Split Screen, a video pirate. Collins brought back at least one classic Gould villain or the revenge-seeking family member per year. The revived Gould villains were often provided with full names, marriages, children, and other family connections that were developed, bringing out more humanity to many of the original grotesque brutes. Flattop particularly had a number of relatives, all with his characteristic head structure and facial attributes, who turned up one by one to avenge their ancestor on Tracy. 
In January of 2011, Tribune Media Services announced the handing of the reins to artist Joe Stanton and writer Mike Curtis. The new creative team had previously worked together on Scooby-Doo, Richie Rich, and Casper the Friendly Ghost. Stanton and Curtis are assisted by Shelley Pledger, who inks and letters Stanton's drawings, along with Shane Fisher, who provides the coloring on the Sunday strips, and Chicago-area policeman Jim Dougherty, who provides Crime Stopper captions for the Sunday strips and acts as the feature's technical advisor. Doherty also introduced a new feature, Tracy's Hall of Fame, which replaced the Crime Stopper panels approximately once each month, in which a real-life police officer is profiled and honored. They reintroduced many of the characters of the 40s through the 60s, including a second Mr. Crime and a reformed Mole, while introducing more deformed and grotesque villains such as the Abner Cadaver, Panda, and the Jumbler. They have also brought back all of the gadgets and plot elements of the 1960s space era, starting in early 2013. They have also done crossovers with cameos from Popeye, Brenda Starr, and a long sequence involving Little Orphan Annie. Here's a couple of classic lines of dialogue from Dick Tracy by Chester Gould, which premiered 86 years ago today. Dick Tracy is confronting gangster mall Breathless Mahoney. Tracy you know, it's legal for me to take you down to the station and sweat it out of you under the lights. Breathless Mahoney rejoins, I sweat a lot better in the dark. The Optimistic Almanac is made possible each weekday morning by NPC, the national podcasting company, and is funded by our listeners. Thank you. Research for today's show is by Lexi Caligari. I'm Tori Kensington. This program came to you from Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. This is NPC. Keep the faith, keep in love, and keep in touch. Mm -hmm.